Yo, what's up, guys, and welcome back. Merry Christmas. How are you guys? Are you ready for New Year? We're in this like period where it's like, what day is it? What's happening? <laughs> Indeed, we're, <laughs> we don't we're even in a, know. We're in a liminal space right now. Uh, yeah. Merry Christmas to everyone, and happy holidays to some that to most or to any that don't celebrate uh, the mm-hmm. Christmas holidays. Um, yeah, what a what a what an odd another odd year, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> the strange one where will you guys be when this episode is released well, where should you be unless um, calamity strikes i should be in bahrain with my family yeah and i should oh. be in singapore with my family but yes like you say doom mm. may strike at any moment and these plans may be scrapped <laughs> mm. yeah i'm supposed to be i i should be in france by the time this comes out but yeah we all, uh, I guess we we're all big dum-dums and made travel plans during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah exactly. why'd you do that? Why did we do that? So uh, stupid. So stupid. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I well, hope anyways, wherever, where, yeah, wherever anyone is, I hope y'all are safe. Y'all don't have that Omicron virus that's going around and yeah. that you are in good spirits. Oh, I saw yep. a really funny thing today about the Omicron variant. And apologies if I'm joking about something that has wreaked devastation since we recorded <laughs> this episode. But um, you know Chris Miller, uh, of, of Phil Lord and Chris Miller, yes. the, the directors that made um, like 21 Jump Street and mm-hmm. Clouded with a Chance of Meatballs cool. and Sp- Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, one of them, uh, they were talking on Twitter about how the Omicron variant sounds like a paranoid sci-fi thriller from the 1960s <laughs> and they created this they uh uh photoshopped a poster for a 60s film called the omicron variant which i thought yeah, kind of it kind of it kind of sounds like a transformer to me it sounds like a decepticon yeah. omicron roll out yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true um well yeah welcome back guys episode 40 and we've got our final movie in our christmas theme so Who's who's gonna introduce it? And yeah, I guess I guess I will because I am the only one who's actually who who's seen this previously um, oh. to our theme. So mm. we're wrapping it up really well, really nicely with um, the Nightmare Before Christmas. I was gonna say Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, but mm. I don't know if I want to give him that title. Yeah. Um, because there was a lot of controversy surrounding that, but we'll get into that maybe later on. Yep. Um, but this is a collaboration between Henry Selick, Tim Burton. It's definitely um, originated from uh, a Tim Burton poem that uh, came in 1982 that he wrote in 1982. Uh, and then he later pitched uh, to Walt Disney Productions. Uh, but this is a story of Jack Skellington, the king of Halloween Town. What's this? What's this? Who stumbles upon Christmas Town and becomes obsessed with celebrating the holiday. Nice little premise there. Um, mm-hmm. It's filled with a wonderful score, uh, most beautiful lyrics, uh, amazing stop motion animation, especially for the time, an incredible cast of, of, of impeccable voices and just a, a, a authentically original um, piece of, of animation that's uh, beyond anything I expected when I first watched it, and that remains still as original um, to this day. Yeah. How did you guys find it? Mm. Uh, well, yeah, go ahead, Jibril. Yeah, Jibril's oh, raising okay. his hand. He's polite. <laughs> I don't know. Very, very polite, much, Jibril. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Jibril, please go. It's Jibril. Please. 
Excuse um, me. Excuse oh. me. <laughs> Shade. Wow. Wow. I see how. Yeah, Raph, you've, Raph, you've only known him for like twelve years or so. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. And the evolution of his name has changed nah, a few times. Playing. But I'm yeah. just playing. I'm just playing. Um, yeah, it was a good movie. It was a pretty pleasurable experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the score was amazing. Uh, the set design was freaking incredible. Um, and yeah, it was it was a nice Halloween movie. Like mm-hmm. it was like yeah, there it was it was a, a lot more Halloween than I expected it to be. So um, yeah, those are my initial thoughts. Uh, I really liked it. Um, I like the fact that what's his name, Pumpkin King. Um, Ske- Jack Skellington. Jack Skellington. Jack Skellington. Um, he was voiced by two characters, two two actors, or yes. a singer yeah. and an actor. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, mm. yeah. Ollie, first impressions. Well, yeah, I so so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, but I I can't believe that I'd never seen this film until um, last night. Uh, I think I was so well also familiar with the IP, I guess you could say, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it was it's a it's something of a cult movie. I think it's very iconic in terms of its design. Like, I feel like I've seen the poster, but not only that, I think it spread a lot through cultural osmosis, <laughs> especially considering the type of people I hung around when I was a teenager. I know a lot of emo boys and girls mm-hmm. that were really into Jack Skellington mm. and into Sally and into this aesthetic. And then I've definitely seen a million Halloween costumes born from this uh, in the year since it came out. So yeah, I was kind of surprised I'd never got around to seeing it. And I'd always liked Tim Burton too. So, and Henry Selleck as well, because I'd seen mm-hmm. Coraline and uh, James and the Giant Peach. That was a film I watched mm-hmm. a lot when I was a kid because we had the videotape. Um, so yeah, I, I can't believe it took me this long to get around to it. I really enjoyed it. I think the... The headline for this film is The Craft, you know? I think that's where every conversation about this film <clears> begins <throat> and ends. It is just a film all about the craft. Like like Jabril said, the the craft of the music, the set design, the character design, which we'll get into a little bit later. Just the yeah, the the, the style of animation, the the you know, the various production hurdles that must have gone to making something like this. Like, this is a painstakingly slow process. So even for something that was released more than, you know, almost 30 years ago, I thought it looked and sounded fantastic. Mm. I do have, I do think the story is a little bit thin, I guess. So it makes sense that it came from a poem. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, it's a short film and I came out of it feeling that that was really enjoyable, a, a really wonderful little trip into this world and into Henry Selick and Tim Burton's mind. But I felt that it, it did feel slight. And I mm-hmm. thought that some of the character motivations were a little bit unclear to me. Mm. But maybe that doesn't matter in a film like this. This is all about the experience of watching and of being mm. sucked into this world. And like I said, it is all about the craft. So, yeah, it, I, I really liked it overall. But um, yeah. Yeah, I do have some I have reservations. To, mm. I have to agree with you there. Um, there was one thing about the story that I found kind of like light. Like if it was just 10 minutes longer and they fleshed out a few of the relationships mm. or some of the characters, it would have been pretty good. But um, yeah, no, uh, that's mm. just like me picking at something. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I, it's, fu- it, it's funny you say that, Jabril, because when you, you started off this chat saying that you quite liked the movie, that you enjoyed it. 
And usually you're a little bit more negative, I'd say, a little bit more reserved in your praise. I was wondering, does Jabril like this movie more than most because it was only 75 minutes, which is like pretty (laughs) sweet. But then you then you came out and surprised us by saying, actually, I felt like it could have been longer. So, yeah, yeah, I felt I felt like it was a little light and there were things where I was just like. What? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, and and it's interesting you say that because um, I I also am on board with the whole kind of a thin story um, or a thin arc or a thin narrative throughout the journey uh, that we take with with Jack Skellington's Skellington's, um, story. Uh, Shooting began before the script was actually completed. Mm -hmm. Um, So they, so maybe that's, you know, Maybe that's also why we're not getting a fully fleshed out story, or we're getting yeah. a bit of um, a bit of a loophole with some characters or some shortcomings. Um, because one minute of this movie took about a week; it is about yeah. a week's shoot, um, and this movie took three years to complete, uh, compared yeah. to some big blockbusters that can be completed in you know one year. Um, this is like the meticulousness, the meticulousness of the craft that you guys both have said. Uh, it involves just literally time. It's it's the most time consuming way of of making a film, I would say. Yeah. But you know, you know what's interesting about that? That's that might seem that might explain why the film is only seventy five minutes because we're complaining about the story maybe needing a little bit more time. But like you said, it takes so long just to put together like sixty seconds of footage for this. Yeah. So maybe they just didn't have the luxury of being able to stretch this out however long they needed to fill all the story. But if you think you think if you have three years to make a film or it takes three years, you'd kind of maybe like noodle on the script a little bit more. Yeah. I want, so I know, there, there seems to be a bit of a... There, there was a know. bit of drama, yeah. I think, like the the movie almost got canceled like twice mm. or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, they had issues with, um, I think, the actual mm. IP, like who owned the movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, or Tim Burton was going through some some IP battle where he was like working on Batman and this and something else mm, mm-hmm. around the same time as well so uh like even some of the stop motion is a bit choppy in my opinion because yeah. but uh, but I, I quite like around that. for a while by mm. that point um but I, I quite i quite like the um the choppiness of it at times though i think there's right. a i remember reading I mean, an interview sorry yeah i was gonna say there's a lot of um attention to detail with certain things in the stop motion mm. whatever which i really loved yeah no yeah. no i i i maybe so you're saying maybe the quality <laughs> of animation across was not completely consistent mm. yeah there were parts where they looked kind of stiff yeah, yeah yeah but i i do like that that old school sort of artifice i remember right. reading in an interview with wes anderson around the time that fantastic mr fox came out that he was saying that a lot of um, people who were working on, on his stop motion or on his production team were coming up to him and saying, you know, we can make this more smooth and we can make this more seamless. And he was like, no, no, I, I want it to be kind of choppy and awkward because mm-hmm. he wanted it to look like the, uh, the, the, the cartoon serials or the mm-hmm. short films <clears throat> that he saw when he was a kid in mm-hmm. the 70s. And I feel like sometimes that does add a little bit more charm to it because it does feel like it was it was literally all made handcrafted and yeah. and i do like that quality about this film even though again it is m- incredible what they were able to do yeah absolutely i mean and 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 wasn't henry Selleck? correct me if i'm wrong but was he involved in fantastic mr fox 
He was originally. I think he, was he, originally, uh, right. he um, yeah, he departed the project at some point, but he was mm. meant to be directing it with Wes Anderson. Mm. Um, which I think there was uh, controversy surrounding his collaboration with Wes as well as his collaboration with Tim Burton of the involvement of them both, right? Like Tim Burton's involvement in the process itself. And we know that Tim Burton was a busy man during that time. It, I think it, he was at the height of his career. You know, I think when this movie was uh, being made, he was also making or was releasing Batman Returns in 1992. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm glad that it's, you know, Henry Selleck, um, you know, directed this film and, and spent, you know, three years developing it and creating it. Um, I just sometimes feel a little um, iffy about how it's, you know, Tim Burton has the title, you know, the title sequence or like the title beneath the the Nightmare Before Christmas um, because it kind of robs uh, Henry Selleck's work in a way uh, mm. a little bit. It undermines his work a little bit. Um, so... There's always that, and I think that star quality, right, is what the studio probably wanted anyways. So as soon as you say Tim Burton or you attach Tim Burton into a title, you're going to attract more of a crowd. There's going to be more people that know this, whereas if it was Henry Selleck above The Nightmare Before Christmas, it would have been more of a guessing game. Yeah. If you guys want to know more <laughs> about the drama behind uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, you guys should watch the... Um, it's like the Christmas special on Netflix of the movies that made us. Oh yeah, so they, they go did, through they this. They go about it, right? Yeah, yeah. They, right. they go through this entire debacle. Mm. So yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. So if you guys want to check that out, check that out. It's on Netflix. Shout out Netflix. Sponsor yeah, us. shout out Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> um, a nice, a nice little healthy plug there from Netflix. Yeah. If you could uh, donate some money over this way. Yeah. Um, but let's but let's get into the movie, guys. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, what I loved, what 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 always gets me with this movie, what I love wholeheartedly about this movie is it has so much soul. There's so much soul in this film. There's so much heart in this film, and it's heart and soul disguised in a monster outfit, right? It's mm -hmm. it's heart and soul with monsters, um, and it's about how you know you can be different and yes and still have love you can be different and still be powerful you can be different it's yeah it's about embracing difference and it's also yeah. i feel about embracing change um, mm -hmm. i look at jack skeleton's um character and he wants to embrace change right he stumbles upon christmas town and suddenly he's in awe he's in love because he's so bored of the mundanity of his life doing halloween every time he wants something different he wants change <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so yeah, embracing change and diversity in your life. And then obviously like everything kind of falls apart and goes terribly awry. Um, but I th feel like, yeah, it's a story of change and it's a story of, of, of being different, you know, of doing something mm -hmm. different, which I really thought that it was like an inspir inspirational message to me. And it always, it always speaks to me and I always kind of relate to Jack a lot, um, that, and just, you know, the, um, the stellar voice uh, behind uh, both of them, really. Um, both, um, now I'm forgetting the names as I speak. Uh, Chris, Chris Sarandon <clears throat> did. Chris Sarandon and, and, and Danny Elfman. Yeah, Chris Sarandon, who voices um, Jack, and then Danny Elfman, who's, who's, who's the singing voice. Danny Elfman's voice is stunning. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's got such range and color. It's, 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 yeah. 
wow, it, it, you know, it's, it's, there's so much talent w in that instrument. Um, so yeah, I really fell in love with, with Jack all over again. And I feel like every time I watch it, I, I, yeah, I fall in love all over again with yeah, this character is, in particular. There is such a great undercurrent of wanting and loneliness that runs mm -hmm. through this film. Mm. Even if what <laughs> it is that they're searching for isn't super clear, you do, you do, you, you understand what, what makes Jack Skeleton so sad after the, you know, after the end of that opening Halloween segment yeah. in the film yeah. where he seems to be at the top of his game and then you just see him long, like howling to the moon, longing for something and, and you get it. And, and Danny Elfman, I'm really glad you mentioned him because I think he's such a big part of why this film succeeds mm. so well. He's actually one of my favorite composers, even though he works on a lot of projects that I, and his, his kind of composition is not the sort of stuff that I typically gravitate towards but he's done some of my favorite film and television scores of all time like he did the um he did the score to another tim burton film edward scissorhands which is one of my mm. all-time favorite film scores and then he worked on spider-man the sam raimi series he also did the theme song for uh the simpsons and then he had a career as um as like a pop star as like a new wave pop star for like a decade mm. or two before he became a composer. And then he, yeah, and then he sings no for the character of Jack Skellington. So yeah, really talented guy. Wow, and huge career. Yeah, yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, he's he's one of the big ones for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I don't know if you had any input on that, Jabril, um, or Jabril, if, if, if that like kind of <laughs> struck a chord, I know I'm, 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 I'm like watching myself now. Um, if, if that struck a chord, the, um, did you know, did you come in knowing it was going to be kind of a musical or yeah. Yeah. What yeah. Were your expectations? Okay. You did. Yeah. I definitely knew it was going to be a musical. Um, and it was, it was good. It was pretty, it wasn't like in your face, like mm. this is a musical now. It was kind of like, there are songs in this, in yeah. this movie, you know, it, so, um, yeah. I really like that. And I, I like how it just gelled completely with the, with what was going on on screen. Um, but like, I want to bring it back to what you said about, um, like how it embraces the differences between people, I guess, or like change mm. and stuff like that. And the movie, like, as I was watching the movie, I kind of had really mad, um, Monster Sync vibes, mm. like in a way, like, I don't know, I guess it was the monsters, the vibes of like Christmas yeah. and, and <clears throat> yeah. the scary thing from, uh, Halloween and, um. Yeah, and it's kind of like searching for that missing piece inside of them. So uh, I really like that. I really like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's got some, it's got some, this movie has some great values. Um, that's, that's the soul that I'm speaking about, right? These mm -hmm. are like soulful things that you kind of want in a film. You know, you, you, yes, it has, it has incredible entertainment. It's beautifully woven together with its music and its, its art design. But then it, I think, you know, its story, despite how we say it's light, there is incredible heart. And I think this heart and soul comes from the characters themselves. This wide array of like mythical creatures mm -hmm. that are so like, you know, despite some of them not being well developed, there's still so much to them. It's such a community of like, yeah, these oddballs, you know, these quirky oddballs that you're yeah. like, you just end up loving so much. Mm -hmm. and, that, and, that, and that I think, that I think, 
is the concept of Tim Burton, right? That's very yes. much uh, through Tim Burton's eyes, who, through his lens. You, you step into his world in that sense because he always makes films that are othered, that are different, that mm-hmm. are, you know, They're odd. always celebra- celebrating misfits. Yeah, um, misfits, They're always tribute, exactly. tributes to outsiders because, I mean, this has been off-repeated, the story, but, um, you know, he he one of his most famous films, Edward Scissorhands, he saw himself as Edward Scissorhands. Mm. So he grew up, I believe, in Burbank, California, in a very uh, cookie cutter 1950s, 1960s Californian suburb. Mm -hmm. And he was that weird Gothic kid who Mm -hmm. liked to, you know, who liked to read Alice in Wonderland and doodle weird creatures in his book and was completely... Uh, ostracized by the jocks and the cheerleaders at his school Mm -hmm. and so he's and so at least throughout his early films he was um he really he so clearly was on a mission to make film to make the kind of stories about the people that he didn't feel like were getting the sort of focus that they deserved and that were sort of shunned outside of the spotlight and yeah i think that that shines through in this film so well yeah and if it's to, to more to more of an example um, like you say, Edward Scissorhands. Another one is Vincent, which kind of, um, it, not a precursor, but it was definitely an incentive or or some or a prerogative to this film. Uh, it definitely launched, I think, part of this film. Part of the reason why last the Nightmare Before Christmas uh, was created was through Vincent, which was a 1982 stop motion um, short horror film written and designed and directed by Tim Burton. And that's, you know, kind of the, his first use on stop motion um, and is also his humble beginnings uh, as a director and as, a, as an artist, as a creator. Um, and it kind of it has that quality of like, you know, the misfit, you know, Vincent is, you know, seven year old boy uh, who pretends to be like the actor Vincent Price, who was one of uh, Ed, um, Edward Norton, who was one of Tim Burton's, um, you know, biggest, biggest fans, a, long, a lifelong idol of his. Um, so there's definitely that so steeped in the movie, um, that's colored throughout its palette, right? It's, it's something that, uh, you can only associate with Tim Burton, you know, especially if you know his movies. Um, so uh, there's something so utterly, um, almost disgustingly charming about it, you know, um, or so like, uh, horrifically charming, uh, Mm -hmm. that you're kind of repulsed, but you're also drawn, um, because these monsters, I mean, some of these, for me, some of these moments, some of these scenes, um, including the boogeyman, yeah. you know, like can can be quite disturbing. There are some moments where oh, I was yeah. like deeply quite troubled or disturbed yeah. by I the think the opening sequence as well. Tr- yeah, truly. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, these are these are these are monsters that you know on Halloween they they probably scare the living shit out of kids. You know, like yeah. under your bed. You know, under the stairs. You know. They're they're not nice in our world, but you know they're relatable in theirs. So it's yeah, it's crazy. Mm. There was something uncomfortable about like some of the the characters and like the way they were designed and stuff. Like the 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 bathtub with feet made me feel oh, so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the I mean uh, this this kind of comes up at the end, but when the oogle boogle man, oh yeah, or the boogeyman yeah. when it when his um. I don't know, whatever his skin or his the satchel sheet that he, or yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the like the sack that he's wearing he's like, comes loose, bugs. and he's just, and then he's yeah, and then he's just he his entire body's revealed be was revealed to be nothing but like worms and bugs. And yeah. I was watching this film with Raph actually, and I think 
you must have heard me audibly go, like yeah. that really got <laughs> yeah, under my yeah. skin. And yeah. this is meant to be a kid's film as well. Yeah, well, that's the thing, yeah. right? It's a delicate balance. I think it plays a delicate balance between showing what the kids want to see, but also um, showing something for adults, you know? Mm -hmm. It has a maturity uh, with a level of playfulness, which is so, I love that. I love, um, and I mean, Pixar definitely does that a lot right? It, 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 it tugs at our hearts um, because we can watch it when we're seven and then cry when we watch it again when we're 18 or whatever. Um, and I think animation that does that, that captures both worlds is amazing. You know, as soon as you can do that, that means, you know, you're, you've done, you've done good. You've done good as a, as a creator. Um, like you, they, I think they know what story they were telling. I think they know what they wanted to do. Um, and it's again, it's short because it's it's simple and it's sweet. It doesn't have for me. It didn't have to be any longer than seventy five minutes. I think any longer, I'd have been like, "Where are you taking me now?" Um, so yeah, I, it's 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 um, it's a story that captured the world and that still like captures the world every year, which is which is really nice. Um, maybe that's a maybe that's a good segue to get into some of the story shortcomings that Jabril and I mm -hmm. referenced earlier. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't, I'm not saying I, I don't, I don't know if this film necessarily needs to be longer. I actually quite appreciate when a, um, a film realizes that it, perhaps it, it doesn't require like the one and a half hour, two hour, two and a half hour scope to tell its story. I, 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 you know, I think the whole, a film must be 90 minutes thing is kind of a, a fallacy that we've fed ourselves. I mean, I'm mm. sure you can appreciate mm -hmm. that, Jabril. But I just wasn't, I, I couldn't, I wasn't entirely sure about the logic. And I know that this, maybe it's silly to criticize a film like this for not maintaining some sort of logic because it's, it's meant to be like a dream, I suppose. It shouldn't really matter. It's like a picture book. Yeah. But so I couldn't, I wasn't entirely sure what, and this sounds silly, what Jack Skellington's motivation was when he decided mm -hmm. to, when he wanted to, I guess, infiltrate Christmas Town or bring Christmas to Halloween Town. And then suddenly he wanted to become Santa Claus himself. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I didn't know and what he was quickly, looking for. Then quickly come, turn back into the, the pumpkin king or whatever it's called. Halloween king. Pumpkin yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then, and at then the, when he does, the day, it was kind of, and like, when he, yeah. And like when he does become Santa Claus and you see him, when what was my favorite sequence from the film when he's, delivering all the presents to the kids um, mm -hmm, across yeah. the, the world. <laughs> and you see that his presence was like some disgusting, otherworldly, yeah. nightmarish twist on what would be a normal present from Father Christmas. And so I'm like, oh, is he trying to spread, I don't know, I don't know, is he trying to spread this underworld to the rest of the world? But then it doesn't seem like that was intention. He really did want to spread joy to the rest of the world. So yeah. I, wasn't, I just wasn't sure about any of that. But again, this is... You know, a minor criticism. Well, that was that was you know that was his way of yeah of sharing his love, right? Uh, it's that kind of gothic, twisted, dark element that he thinks that in his world is you know your average candy or your your teddy bear, but in theirs, it's about like embracing difference, basically, right? So like mm. something you know, someone comes into your town and gives you something that's foreign to you. Are you going to, you know, take it? Are you going to accept it gladly, or are you going to be repulsed by it, or or, or refuse it? You know, um, I think it was a, a collision between uh, one culture and another. 
Um, mm-hmm. And these cultures we both know because it's Halloween. We've celebrated Halloween we've, and we celebrate Christmas, but they don't celebrate together, right? Those two mm-hmm. elements are different. So it's about how, yeah, I think Jack wanted to bring the element or that foreign culture into into the Christmas culture, but it, it, it clashed, you know, there was something that, that was clashing about him. And I, I, I liked it because I thought it, it was Jack, yeah, again, embracing change. I think the whole mm. idea of change is a big theme for this movie. And I know change so much. I mean, I've I've had to change, you know, so many times in my life. So this mm-hmm. this movie relates to but me. But did he, did he, did he uh, you say that this film's about embracing change, but I don't know. It kind of felt like the, the message at the end was stick in your yeah. lane, bud. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, don't try. You're not Santa Claus. You can't be Santa Claus. Just go back to being the mayor of, oh, sorry, go back to being the king of Halloween. And yeah. I guess you do have a the, the sense that something has changed because Santa Claus brings snow to the yeah, um, yeah, to Halloween yeah, town yeah. at the end. So they get to experience the true meaning of Christmas, I guess. But I don't know. It also, it yeah, it didn't feel like the sto- the point was evolution. It felt like the point was... Mm, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. I guess that's what. Uh, yeah. That's what no. I'm getting I mean, at. do you have any like yeah anything on your end uh, in terms of of adding to that, uh, Jabril? Um. So I I I had less of a problem with Jack and his motivations, and more uh, the lack of um, depth in the relationship between Sally and her creator. Oh yeah, that was, a, yes, that, was a twisted, yes. that was a twisted little story. Um, like there was, I, because there were signs that like he deeply cared for her, like like an overprotective parent, but like you don't get enough interactions between them to know exactly what's going on between them and why Sally doesn't want to be there. It's they kind of like imply the whole um, princess locked up in a tower kind of mm-hmm. thing with a bit of Frankenstein's monster. Um, yeah. And then at the same time, the relationship between Sally and Mr. Skellington, I felt was not really. Yeah, you never got a sense. Yeah, you, you never they never explored why she was in love with him. Why she pined after him. him. Yeah. And then and he kind of he... like talks like acts as if like she's not even there for most of the movie until the end, really. Um like for the most part, he barely even hears her. Like he barely mm. listens to her. He hears her, but he doesn't listen to her. So, <clears throat> yeah, yeah it's, uh, I guess that romantic... those, those two relations yeah. for me was mm. kind of undercooked. And I wish there was like maybe like an extra ten minutes in the movie, five minutes for maybe the Sally and the creator guy. I don't know what his name was. Doctor uh, Finkelstein. Yeah. Doctor Finkelstein. Or the evil and scientist. Yeah. The evil yeah. scientist. Yeah. And then maybe a little bit more for Jack and um, and Sally as well. Is mm. it Sally? It is Sally, right? Yeah. yeah no, I, comple- I completely agree with you on those. You, you pointed out two things that I was thinking as well. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, the, the relationship between Sally and Jack definitely is undercooked. And I liked the, with the, the evil scientist and Sally, I liked, I liked the idea of characterizing um, an overprotective dad as almost like, Dr. Frankenstein to Frankenstein's mm-hmm. monster. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought that was a really, that was a really cool parallel. But then I agree at, at, at the beginning, it seemed like she, he was almost her, her imprisoner or something. Yeah. Or her, her, abductor, yeah. her abductor, her kidnapper. Yeah. Exa- yeah, exactly. Like he was keeping her, like you said, like this princess locked away in a tower, but then yeah. she kept, and then she kept on 
poisoning him and then but like not he would find him. and then he would wake up and then he'd be like yeah and then he'd be like oh yeah. you rascally kid and then they were yeah. just, you know, they were back together again like what was her yeah. end what's her end goal so she just poisons him and, and then, then in the end like wanders just, off for a little bit then comes back and gets her yeah. punishment yeah. well in the end he just makes someone that he just made someone that stays with him right yeah mm. yeah yeah so and he was like okay you can run along now sally yeah it's like she's been perfectly conditioned for such things yeah um yeah i guess that that's that 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 like little side story um because i don't know if you can call it the main focus of the story but that little side story yeah it was always perplexing to me because especially as i grew older because you know the darker themes starting to unravel in my head um Mm -hmm. because as a kid you're probably not thinking much of it unless you know you're you were probably woke. thinking like a curfew you know yeah like yeah yeah having... like or if you're yeah woke or progressive in your head as a oh, seven right. year old um <laughs> and you understand what this relationship is but yeah I, I, you know growing up yeah it's looking at it now it, it's got it's, it's got a bit of a you know bit of a maliciousness to it um yeah. there's definitely a malevolent like a malevolent um yeah essence to it yeah. especially um, with this britney versus spears stuff coming out you know it's yeah like that. especially yeah. that most most relevant so it has it yeah. has a relevance but i don't know it, it does it carry the story forward perhaps not because i think all we do want to see i mean at least for me the main the chief you know um uh the the one that carries this film is jack and i i just want to see jack i want to see jack carry i want to see that journey develop and like yeah the community and the 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 characters are are amazing and i I think they they are incredibly important but for me it was always jack i was always Mm -hmm. just rooting for for that storyline to go forward but i i i really i think and this goes to to jack as well for me i think I really did like the scenes with Sally and I really did feel for her character, not yeah. because I necessarily understood what her motivation or what her inner life really was like, but more because the design of the character and the vocal yeah. performance from Catherine O'Hara was so good that it made me really um, feel for her. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. same thing with Jack Skeleton. I wasn't entirely sure what his struggle was, but his look and Danny mm. Elfman's singing voice that came through him the songs that he sung to were so great that i just yeah i felt for him yeah Mm. yeah Yeah. true um is it is it time to move on to questions how i wanted to say like um although there are like those tiny little faults that we've spoken about i really couldn't care less because of just the amazing score and how beautiful Mm -hmm. the set was Mm -hmm. like for me the set design was just absolutely incredibly yeah. beautiful like the the shots like with the in the forest wow crazy yeah like for the most part i was just listening and watching it just for what it looked like and what it sounded like yeah that's yeah. that's when you know the quality of this film really supersede the story a little bit mm. or you know you kind of you kind of don't mind the shortcomings of this feature mm-hmm. because yeah. of the way it's put together um yeah, that's mm. real craftsmanship, right? You you just tend to forget the narrative, and you're like, "Oh wow, it's just so beautiful." Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. So questions, which I'm now seemingly forgetting. Um, but 
What is your favorite? Guys, we've been doing this for months and months. Yeah, now. but you know, we're always put on the spot for these. <laughs> um, look, uh, what is what what is the favorite scene, right? It's favorite scene. What is yeah. favorite scene? Uh, I will go Jabril first. What was your favorite scene? Um, favorite scene is the one where Jack and his dog. I don't know what the dog's name is. Zero. 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 I love yeah. Zero. When so cool. Um, I, I guess it's not one specific scene, but it's like the that montage of them walking through the forest to the to the little I don't know to the peak Narnia yeah. Narnia yeah. little that clearing thing, with all the different hol- yeah. like holiday very trees. very Narnia yeah mm, yeah yeah what like when he when he's like cast with the moon and that big the basically the poster shot. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Okay, After okay. that, when he's walking okay. through the forest, and you know, so like at first it's dark, and then you oh, just yeah. see like yeah, and then it mm-hmm. goes through, and then it goes to this like beautiful like peach white kind of like it reminded me of Samurai Jack in a mm. way, like the kind of yeah uh, look to it. So it's yeah, it's crazy what they do that's with my lighting. Scene. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. It's really it's really yeah. so well lit that's i think uh, i heard i i heard that that was the um the scene when he's in that clearing with all the different trees and he enters into christmas town by going through the tree i think Mm -hmm. it is yeah i think apparently that was the hardest sequence to shoot talking about lighting because they needed to reflect um jack and all the surroundings in the doorknob that he opened so oh, opening the door, you... yeah. So it was more, it was more the capturing the reflection of everything that was happening around mm-hmm. on a doorknob as you were doing the stop motion mm-hmm. process and doing the frame by frame uh, editing or yeah, cutting wow. it together. That I'm was intricate. that that took the longest, yeah. Because wow. I guess I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not a stop motion artist, but uh, yeah, apparently that took the longest about amount mm-hmm. of time, Damn. which is crazy to think because you're looking at it, you're like, oh. And then, like, yeah, the the intricacies behind just yeah. making that one, you know, that one shot. Definitely take this for granted. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Ollie, what was yours? Um, well, you'll probably you can probably attest to this, Raf, because we were together when we watched this. But uh, I just the biggest laugh for me was when the boy when uh when so when Jack as Santa Claus had gave, given everyone their presents. And then he's in that room with that first kid who confronts him in the living room. And then oh, he yeah. gives him yeah, his yeah. present and then he leaves. And then the, the kid's parents come and he pulls out his present and it's a shrunken head. Yeah. <laughs> and the parents just scream. I laughed so hard at that. It was such a good side gag. It killed me. So yeah, that, that was, uh, I'd say that was my favorite scene. Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go for the <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for the uh for the poster shot. I think um it's 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 a combination of uh Jack's character, his like the and 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 his introduction and it's like, you know, the big musical score, it's his solo piece and just to have him on top of that peak, you know, with his arm flailing to his side and, you know, him, yeah, basically howling at the moon or singing at the moon about his, you know, his loneliness and how he wants to change and, and how he, you know, what he needs to do. You know, he's, he's kind of at a loss. He's sad. And there's the moon right there. It's, I just love that. And there's no, it's no surprise that it became the poster shot because yeah, it's such an iconic, culturally iconic, pop culturally iconic image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is me. 
Um, all right. Favorite uh, performance or favorite favorite voice performance, shall I say? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead first. I, yeah. I I'm gonna go with uh, just to be a little bit less obvious. Maybe I'm gonna go for a Glenn Shaddix. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. As the mayor of Halloween Town, I just want to throw a shout out to that character mm-hmm. because we haven't spoken about it yet. But that was one of the character design across the board in this movie oh, is yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's the that's the 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 star for me. But um, his character I loved. Just so the look of the character, the way that his head swivels as he goes from happy to sad. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. like it's like almost yeah. like um like a certain type of theater, like Kabuki or something. I thought yeah. it was great. And mm. his his vocal performance was hilarious. He made me chuckle a lot. Like he had this one line where he said, I'm an elected official. I can't be yeah. expected to make decisions. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he was great. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a good one. Uh Jabril? Um I'm gonna go with uh the boogeyman. Ah the boogeyman was yeah. Um he was just I don't know what what it was about the the character and it just seemed the most real Mm. like it it seemed very real and it was like quite a short amount of time that the character was in the movie so um yeah I really liked it and I liked the whole casino kind of vibe like with Mm. the dice and his yeah yeah his his sequences the boogeyman sequences were like incredible Incredible. I I, yeah I thought they were just this kind of kaleidoscopic kind of like trip yeah um you know it's like slipping a tab of acid and suddenly like you're in this dark twisted world whoa (laughs) don't watch acid and 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 this film don't do it together or maybe do i don't know maybe you'll have a good time can't really tell (laughs) you never know you never know man never know hey when in rome right when in rome Rome. um That's probably not how you use this. Um, but uh, yeah, Ken Page. I just wonder if he did his, if he did the singing voice to this as well, or if, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I there's it doesn't say anywhere in IMDb whether or not he uh, was also the um, he also sang his songs, um, or if it was Danny Elfman that that kind of carried that on. Because I don't know how much. Yeah. Wait, which are you talking about, Jack Skellington? No, I'm talking about Boogie Boogie. Oh, uh, Oogle, uh, Oogie Boogie. Oh, sorry. So Oogie Ken Page's yeah, Ken Page. I wonder if he sang uh, his bits his bits hmm. or not. Yeah. Um, to research. Um, to research. For me, I, I'm just a cliche right now, but Jack Skellington. This this movie wouldn't be there without without Jack. Um, I know it's lame, um, <laughs> but I, 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 he was my inspiration when I first watched it. He was what immediately drew me in. Um, both the voices between Danny Elfman and Chris Sarandon um, are impeccable. Uh, Danny Elfman has a gorgeous, beautiful voice uh, with so much color. Uh, so much life um he brings this character so much life in his songs and and chris so much life when he's you know acting and speaking it um and yeah he's such a he's such an indelible character mm-hmm. yeah that's a good choice um yeah pretty obvious though um all right what's aged the worst let's go that way around this time oh i know plot twist. um i guess the For me, honestly, I'm going to say the stop motion. 
Like I know, I know. Uh, well, okay, no, actually, that that wasn't the worst. I was gonna say no, that wasn't the worst. Yeah, no, no, that's not the worst. That's not the worst. I was just picking something that was like, hard bad work. for me. <laughs> Three years. No, okay, then I guess I guess the worst would be the Sally and Dunker Doctor Finkelstein. Is it Finkelstein? Mm-hmm. Finkelstein. Mm-hmm. Um, their weird, their weird relationship. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess maybe even just Sally's character. It might have probably been a little bit more fleshed out if it was made. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Ollie? Yeah, well, um, with the by reversing these questions, this is going to sound weird, but I was going to, I also wrote down the stop motion animation, which I was also going to say had age of the best, but I'll get into that later. I think the more specifically the death of stop motion animation, I think you don't see many film this sort of animation has kind of been largely overridden by mm. cgi or com- yeah computer generated or 3d animated sort of animation yeah and you do have you do you did you did continue to see some examples of mainstream films that were dogs. animated this way exactly i love more yeah more recently i love dogs then before that fantastic mr fox and then you had uh, henry selick himself did Coraline. Or back in two thousand and nine, Frank and but there was, yes, yeah, but these films just Couldn't aren't as popular. Two a Wallace lot of well, that's the thing. No, no, well, that's a well, that's the thing. Leica Studios was dedicated to making films that look yeah, like this, true. and they've yeah. basically gone bankrupt from everything that I've heard because yeah, yeah. nobody went to see Kubo and the Two Strings, nobody went to see Paranorman, nobody went to see the Box Trolls, and these are great films as well. These are great, films, and they yeah. look fantastic. So it's the, when I say this age the worst. To be clear, it's not the film's fault it's just watching this reminded me of this wonderful art form that hasn't really uh, you know what it survived is? it's 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 time and money that can't afford this mm. life this art form to live because people are pressed people don't have time anymore to make movies like that um and it's such a damn shame because kuba and the two strings is my favorite stop motion film um yeah it's so good it's just so good um but again it's it's something that maybe production production companies studios they don't have time for to make a film like that that takes you know three to four years to make because stop motion takes time and there's something so beautiful about taking time to make art but yeah you know that's another conversation altogether i mean i mean i mean just you want to you want to hear something depressing the last leica studios film which was probably the last major film to be released with stop motion animation it was uh its budget was one it came out in 2019 it's called the missing link it oh, cost yeah. 102 million dollars to make and it made 25 million dollars at the box Oof. office that is a massive bomb yeah but yeah yeah that's yeah no for sure and i don't know if we'll get much more unless you know a studio out there but the thing is, they're they're all critically praised, so they're all. Anyways, um, you can't put food on the table with critically praised. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. You're damn right. Um, but yeah, what's God, what's aged the worst for me to be? Uh, I, I've had a hard time with what's aged the worst uh, with these past three films. Um, <laughs> they've just been so good. Um, mm-hmm. What's aged the worst? I think. Um, Ah, oh, boy. I'm just going to take something out of my butt here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, a quarter. <laughs> That's age the worst. Um, 
I think the fact that uh, we still haven't seen a sequel is that can that be said? Can that is that a thing? That's what are they going to do? Yeah, sure. The Nightmare Before St. Patty's Day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but something. <laughs> the Nightmare Before Martin Luther King Day. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Whoa. Okay, maybe this is the bonus question. So, we'll but but uh, um, but I I don't know. It's to, it's to to think that there's nothing um that came like not even a series, not even because it received a cult following, and yet nothing came out of it. And I know that's like you know way to way to make money. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I wanted to see more. Um, I've always wanted to see more. Um, so I guess that's the beauty of it. It's just one entity. Um, so that's, yeah, I'm, I'm going nowhere with my answer, but I wish there was more. Mm. That's age yeah. the worst. Um, you, should, you should pitch it to Disney, Raph. Yeah. Yo, guys, listen, uh, Jack Skeleton <laughs> returns. Um, no, and he's pissed. And he's pissed. He's, he's, he wants Christmas again, guys. He <laughs> just wants it again. I'm just doing the same movie. Um, <laughs> same songs Michael and everything. Bay. Yo, Danny Elfman, how's it going? Well, Hollywood seems to love regurgitating old shit. That's now, true. Right? So That's I'm, true. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I think you might stand a chance of getting financed. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so, mystery question that I uh, am going to make up are on we, the spot. Are we not doing What's Age the Best? Oh, yeah, What's Age the Best? <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Give me time. Give me time. Yeah, guys, go on. Go on. Do your I have, do what's I have age a good... the best. Um, okay, so... What age the best? Um, I'm gonna say the the set design. Mm-hmm. I think the set design was. I mean, I ke- I keep saying it throughout the the episode, but I really really liked it. I think it was really good. I think that's where you see the the Tim Burton in there, like yeah, the way everything looks. So yeah, I'm gonna say that age the best. Yeah, and then just sort of leapfrogging from that, I'm gonna say. The character design because i i was gonna mm. say blanket the animation but yeah the character design i think is out of this world and it is so so funny um <laughs> uh the <laughs> i like the uh the kid that had the axe in his head <laughs> and then you have oh, like the yeah. uh, the 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 witches yeah. playing hockey with the pumpkin on the ice yeah <laughs> that was great oh love it love it um and the fact that um Jack Skeleton has no eyes and Disney wanted to give him eyes. I don't know what would yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's creepier, to be honest. Um, yeah, what's age the best for me? Stop the stop motion. I mean, I think stop motion is has such an indelible quality because it's handcrafted, it's handmade, it's all practical effects. So there's not it can't wear off, especially stop motion. It's literally just photography. And thousands and thousands of photography it's 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 some of the most incredible art form because it it takes so much time to do and effort and and quality you you need yeah there's such a meditative um quality almost like a i don't know there's almost a spiritual quality to like how long you take to make even one shot um it's 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 beautiful the work that they had to go through to endure and and the stamina they had to to, to, to have to to create this piece i mean they they must have been so imagine having that it's the last shot and they take it and then that's that's it that's the movie right there it must be it must feel so amazing to know that this is the last photo you're gonna take and then boom that completes the film and then you can all put it together mm. oh yeah stop motion great stuff 
Great, great stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> um, right. Mystery question. <laughs> uh, here we go. Um, yeah, mysteries. I'm all about mysteries. <laughs> no, no, I have it. I have it. I, I wrote it in be, the chat. He's just, he's just stalling. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I do have it. It's just, it's a bit out there. Um, what would be your um, Halloween town name? You know how it all, they all have like a quirkiness to their names. It's, you know, Jack Skellington, um, who's, you know, a skeleton. Um, you have, what, who's the, what's the mayor's name? I can't, I can't really remember, but or just, like, I think he's just called the mayor of Halloween town. Oh, he is. Okay. Or like Oogie Boogie. Um, I don't know if you could have like a, your Halloween name or you like your little, your little quirky. Oh, wait. Name. So this isn't, this, this isn't the name of the town. It's the name of our, if we were a character. Yeah. If, if you were town, the character of the name. town. Oh, yeah. oh, right. Oh, oh I thought you meant oh. the name of the town. Okay. Mm. Um, do you um, have one? <laughs> uh, I, 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 mine is going to go. <laughs> that's a, that's a no. <laughs> I, I was going to be like raffaliciously scared. Ooh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, or raffaliciously um, yeah, scary. The thing that pops to mind, this is really bad, but Jack Fright. I'm stealing from from this movie, but like, oh, wow. you know, like yeah. Jack White from the White Stripes. Yeah, like, yeah. Jack Fright. And I'd... Uh, and I'd play guitar and I'd be awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, of course, it should be cool. <laughs> It'd be um, a dead guitar, though. <laughs> I'd be like, a, I'd be like this anxious, anxious, scared creature. I'd be like afraid of my own shadow. So I'd yeah. be the opposite of you. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be called Pump Kensington. Pump Kensington. <laughs> I like that. It's like a oh reggae name. Pumpkins in town. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hank. Wait, was it? What's Tom Hanks's son's name? Colin Hanks. Chet Hayes. <laughs> Chet Hayes. Chet Hayes. That would be my Halloween town name. Chet Hayes. <laughs> white boy summer. <laughs> yeah, you're. It's a very white name. You're pretty much a white guy. Yeah, which is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, anyways right. that's yeah that's the mystery question oh i wanted little... to ask do you guys do you guys can you guys say which which holiday trees there were Ooh, i don't know i didn't i wasn't paying it i don't know i i, I mean i'm assuming which holiday there was, trees yeah there was there was easter i think i saw easter, easter as well yeah there was christmas, christmas halloween christmas halloween. yeah yeah definitely was there, were there other ones yeah there were Thanksgiving. and then i remember seeing like the the celtic like Oh, oh yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Were, St. Patrick's I, Day. Yeah, I wonder if there were different cultures as well, like like Hanukkah or like, uh, or if there mm. was like, um, I don't know, I, like uh, yeah, other symbols from different from different cultures. Yeah, or I could only remember all those kind five. Of white Qu uh, Kwanzaa. Holidays. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I could only remember maybe those a five. Harry Raya. A Harry Raya, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ed Hake, yeah. In Diwali. In Diwali, yeah. Yeah. That would be the sequel. That would be the sequel. Yeah, we need to make this more inclusive, yeah. guys. Bringing, bringing yeah. light. Expand, to the expand. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would be a good sequel. Diwali. They go and yeah. bring light. That's pretty good. There we go. Um, We've got ideas here. <laughs> well, on that note. 
Thanks for listening, guys. If you like the show. Wait, wait, wait. We still have ratings. Oh, we still have ratings. See, this is why I I get made fun of. Listeners, I get made fun of for for prepping all my questions and answers before. I knew he had something. (laughs) I I prep my answers. I just don't prep my questions. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Ratings, then. Let's do the ratings. Who wants to go first? I'll uh, go first. Go on. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought the, the, the world building, the character design, the music was fantastic. I thought the story was missing a little bit for me, but it's I'm going to be returning to the story again and again. So I'm going to give this seven and a half shrunken heads pulled from a Christmas stocking out of ten. Well, mm. goddamn. That's All a right. mouthful. Yeah. Is I, it real? Uh, I can take a mouthful. <laughs> what, what's that? What's that, Ollie? That nothing. You snickering nothing. under your breath. Nothing. Nothing. Damn, I was just trying uh, to make it so so ungrateful. This kid. So ungrateful. Uh, yeah. Uh, for all the the shortcomings that I mentioned, um, I I really enjoyed this movie. The the music, the the set design, the the um, costume design as well. We didn't really get into that, but the costume design was really cool. I guess mm. if it's costume design, I don't know. But like Jack suit was yeah, like yeah, yeah. Chef's kiss. Oh yeah, um, 100%. but yeah. So I'm gonna give this eight out of ten. Uh, Jack in a snowman from the beginning of the movie. Nice, nice, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, this movie was a beautifully realized stop motion masterpiece. Um, from veteran, you know, Henry. Uh, Henry Selleck, uh, I thought it combined both the charm and joys of Christmas with the nightmarish horror of Halloween. Um, it's got a beautiful soul and heart at its core, all under the guise of this, yeah, mythical creature. Um, I love uh, everything about it. It brings warmth to my to my heart and and and, and dimples in my smile. Um, and, um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's my review. Uh, I will give it nine, I will give it nine pumpkins, nine over, overgrown rotten pumpkins out of 10. Nice. Very nice. Even spread over here. Yeah. Even spread. Look at that. Look at that spread. Look at that. All right. Look at that spread. (laughs) All right, guys. On that note, I'm going to end it over here. If you guys like the show, please like, share, subscribe, comment. You know what to do. The usual stuff. And I guess I'll see you on the next one. Uh, And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And the whole time Javel was talking to you in this episode, he had a high-pitched voice. And I've been trying not to laugh or, like, say anything about it. I don't know if anyone can hear it. But it's slightly higher-pitched. It's highly, it's it's slightly higher pitch. If you're listening to this and you're like, Gabriel, what is? Did he inhale a whole like giant balloon? Um, yeah, something's <laughs> wrong. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Zoom's being weird. Ollie okay. has nothing to say. Yeah, Zoom's being weird. All right, we'll stop it there, folks. It's too much info. What on? Yeah. Yeah. Ciao for now. <laughs> bye bye. Hey guys, if you like the show, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Movie Newbie, and you can also search The Movie Newbie on Medium for really cool, spoiler-free reviews. So, catch you in the next episode.
Till next time, guys. Enjoy.